Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters on The Money Show. Mamzi Rangaka is the chief executive and president of Moody Wines. It's spelled M apostrophe H-U-D-I. Have you seen their label on shelves in South Africa? I certainly haven't. And that's because, Mamzi, you are exporters and exclusively exporters of South African wine. Good evening, Bruce. Um, yes, my name is Mamsi of Muhuri Wines. Muhuri is mainly an export company. Um, we are exporting about 95% of our wines, um, in mainly in the UK, recently in Africa and in the US. Um, we have, over the past three years, started to build our local market quite seriously and Anybody looking for Mohudi wines can go to their nearest Woolworths uh, shelves to go okay, and see. Okay, so, yes. so you're selling through the Woolworths. Yes. I'll, I'll keep yes. an eye out. I'll keep an eye out, Bumsy, because yes. um, I've, I've not seen the label anywhere before. Um, what's interesting in particular about what it is that you're doing beyond the exports is that I'm told that your property is the only owned and managed by a black family in South Africa. Now, I knew that the wine industry had lots of historical white owners and lots of people left the IT sector and went and bought wine farms because it was terribly romantic. Mm -hmm. Um, But but you're the only black family in South Africa that owns and manages your own property. We were told by the South African Wine Industry um, uh, Trust uh, uh, a few years ago when we got into the wine industry, uh, we did not know uh, anything about wine or the wine industry as we came from the north, uh, Johannesburg, Rustenburg. We just bought a farm in an area where we felt we wanted to participate in the good life and the, the... the lifestyle that we saw people were enjoying as we were visiting the Cape. <laughs> and so many people get trapped that way as well, Mamsi, because they look at the lifestyle, they Definitely. look at the beautiful mountains and they look at the views and you're just within a hop, skip and a jump of the sea and it's all terribly romantic. But you go into it without knowing the first thing about viticulture, without knowing the first thing about wine. Um, what Was it purely a lifestyle move? When you get into it, it's a completely different ball game. We, when we came, we hoped we would be sitting on stoops of restaurants <laughs> sipping coffee <laughs> because we saw people doing that. Uh, but as soon as we got onto the farm, on the very first morning, my husband and I woke up uh, to face about eight workers whom we tried to greet in all the languages that we knew we tried English, we tried Sitswana, and my husband remembered that he knew a little bit of Afrikaans. And during all this period, the people were looking at us with palpable tension in their faces. And when Opa said, they all laughed, you know, and the tension broke. And I could see that my job was uh, cut out for me because my husband was going to leave me there uh, and and to go back to work to keep bringing back the bread to the table. And I was going to be the workers myself, so I had to learn Africans and Isikosa. Um, within the s- six weeks, I, I, I had to be functioning because I had to learn everything from what the learners, I mean, the workers were doing. Uh, how did you guys make your money? How did you guys uh, <coughs> earn a living before you went into the wine business to spend it all? <laughs> we are professional people. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist by profession, okay. so I... I I had been in private practice. I had been in higher education. My husband uh, is a professor, and by the time he left his job, he he was a, a campus principal of the now Johannesburg uh, University campus at the Soweto. Yes, but 
basically we took our pensions, our our savings, we we, we bonded our houses, and it and we bricked up the, the the back door. My husband told me that this should work. It has to work. If it doesn't, I'm going to get you a bungalow in the nearest township, and that's where you're going to stay. So we have to make it work. Uh, what year was this? In 2003, uh, in November, we got onto the farm. So we are uh, 10 years now on the farm. Was it an established wine farm already? Was it already producing? Um, it, it feels no. like you guys have taken the biggest leap of faith of, of yes, anyone. I've spoken to in such a long time. Certainly, certainly it was a leap of faith. And certainly we are still working very hard to make money. The farm was actually a very dilapidated farm when we bought it with very old vineyards. It was not making any wine, but the vineyards and the guava orchard was there. And we got onto the wine and, we, I mean, on, onto the vineyards and we had to learn uh, through the help of neighbors how, how, how to do it. And in a couple of years, uh, we got there in 2003 and 2005, uh, we were able to to launch our first moody wines and we have been on the on the market and growing since then it is it is it is uphill it is uh, loads of challenges uh, but we are in it now for the long haul we are in it for the challenge uh, and we have grown in in terms of what we have learned in terms of the contacts that we have made in terms of the the, the markets that we have been able to access we have grown but it is it is the growing is painful it's not it's not it's not for the faint-hearted. If you knew, to, if you knew then what you know today, would you have done it? I don't think so, but <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I've done it. Sure, <laughs> I'm happy I've done it because I sit on 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 the stoop of our of, of of our farmhouse of our event room and look at the beautiful mountain, and I say to myself, I'd rather be stuck here than be stuck at any place in Johannesburg uh, with, with the traffic jams. But I also look at it. My husband and I look at it as. We are older people. Uh, we were already in our fifties when we started this venture, and. For us, it's pretty much like expanding uh, possibilities for, for, for earning, for living, as opposed to getting it shrink when you retire from a job and you, 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 you go and sit at home, you do this and that. So we, we see ourselves as having started a, a, a different journey, um, which is at the beginning. And fortunately, the family, the children are around us and are growing with us and we realize that we will not be the, you know, the beneficiaries. We won't make money for ourselves, but hopefully the next generations, our children and, and our grandchildren, who, who some of them were born on the farm and are growing on the farm, uh, will take it forward. Because you, I'm, I'll pick up with you in a few minutes' time how it is a family business in the very real sense of the word. We're going to take a pause, Mamsi Rangaka, who is the chief executive and president of Moody Wines. Uh, Zimase Njomi tells me on my Twitter account, I certainly have seen Moody Wines being a shopper of all fine things, and I will be buying more. I certainly will be looking out for the for Moody Wines. I'm enjoying the conversation considerably with Mamsi Rangaka this evening, chief executive and president of Moody Wines. They must have been crazy and I use the term advisedly because I'm talking to a psychologist um, but uh, she must have wanted to examine her own head on that first morning of waking up and facing a group of farm workers and said you're the new owners now what are you going to do for us oh, what a fabulous story Mamsi Rangaka, Chief Executive and President of Moody Wines, uh, sold everything, bonded the house, uh, took out the pension, cashed it all in, 
and bought a wine farm. A more crazy idea few people would have heard of. There are many wine farmers in Celebosh listening to you this evening, Mumsy, and saying, we're kind of crazy. We hmm. went, we've taken a lot of risk, but we haven't taken that much risk. And it certainly seems that it is paying off for you. Uh, somebody who goes by the name of Tuto the Great on my Twitter account uh, says, I stay in Celebosh. Are people able to go uh, to Muhri Wines for tastings? Is there a restaurant on the wine farm? Give me a sense of your setup so that Tuto the Great can arrive uh, and, and partake. We have renovated one of the storerooms that we found on the farm into a tasting room. So there are tasting facilities on the farm, although we are not very active on that score because uh, over the past two years we opened our doors and not many people were coming through except people from abroad and so the local people still have to come and experience what we are offering in our tasting room. Whereabouts is the property? The property is on the old Pearl Road uh, of the R304 from Stellenbosch. It is just about two turns of the N1 from Cape Town. Oh, okay. I mean, so it's, it's easily accessible. It is very it's not, accessible. It's not, it's not that you, you're tucked away anyway. What's the biggest landmark? What's the closest landmark to you in terms of wine farms? What are you, who are you next door to? Uh, we are on the Bortlaray route. Uh, next to oh, okay. us is Villera and there is Kulanov down the road. And oh, there is okay. Jostenberg Restaurant uh, also down the road. We don't have a restaurant ah, on okay, the farm. And I know where you are. So oh, you can certainly. have lunch at Jostenberg and pop in at Mahudi. I mean, the <laughs> guys at Jostenberg do amazing things with smoked meats and things. So we oh, yeah. Uh, they, 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 do very good, they do very good work there. You, you basically got your entire family working for you. I mean, this has become a true family business. It is a true family business, um, and but I have had to say to my children that uh, they are older now than they were 10 years ago. Uh, my son has gotten married, and my daughter has gotten married. I said to them, go find yourself jobs and help me part-time. They do that, and my son has come back to Cape Town. He went to Joe Beck, he's back now in Cape Town, helping me, not full-time though, helping me on a part-time basis. But my, my youngest son is is on the farm with us on a full-time basis still. Um, I don't know. I, I'll probably have to, if we don't grow as much as we should, I'll probably have to kick him out and, <laughs> and say to him, go find yourself something else to do and help us on a part-time basis. The wine industry is a very challenging uh, place to be, um, but it is full of opportunities and possibilities if you can get the right mix. It is the place where you spend two million to make just one million it is it is a passion uh, uh, place to be no, absolutely i mean what's mm. the fastest way to turn mm. a big fortune into mm. a small fortune and mm. that's to buy a wine farm um because it, it does take <laughs> up so much capital um when we look at it uh, we were speaking to distel earlier on this evening they tell us it's a very good year uh for chenin blanc which you produce mm. with your on the move range and for chardonnay which comes in your on the move range as well but your premium range something your blanc pinotage and merlot 95 percent for the for the export market um uh, the guys from distel saying earlier on this evening also that um there's, there's quite a big glut of global mm. wine on the international market at the moment how are you finding competition competition is very big it is very big out there um particularly in the uk where you we we, we used to be uh, in fact we still are uh, it, it used to be our biggest market in the U.S. The U.S. used to be our second biggest market. But since the, the recession in the U.S. and then the upswing and the recent recession in the in, in, in Europe, uh, competition has been very stiff. Our biggest competition 
is uh, uh, Argentina and Chile who produce very good quality wines, uh, but at very affordable uh, prices. They are able to do that because they've got expansive vineyards uh, uh, that we don't have in South Africa. Mm. But South Africa's wines are still very uh, uh, sought out out there. Uh, but because South Africa is a newcomer um, in, in, in the wine industry, uh, it's, it's not as old as your France, Italy, and, and others. People expected South African wines to be more on the cheaper side, uh, and they tend to think that our wines should be cheaper. Uh, but when they don't realize just how much uh, South Africa has grown in terms of quality and in terms of the resources that are, are being put into making good quality now, wine now that we can actually compete at the levels uh, uh, of, of, of Australia and Germany and, and other countries. The trouble is people tend to sort of put us on par with the Chile and Argentina and Eastern European wines. And so often in the, say, the five to seven pound price range, the quality of what we sell is so considerably higher um, than you get in other parts of the world. And we've got a, a really big battle on our hands, I think, mm. to to make the world understand that they need to start paying up for South African wines because our quality in those price ranges is, is good. Yes, yes, it is actually very good. Our our wines used to sell for, still sell for uh, seven ninety nine at, at, at Marks and Spencer's in the UK and it can sell for more um, uh, because it is very good quality wines. Um, and how are those relationships? I mean, how did you manage to get the deal with Marks and Spencer? Because that must be the greatest gift to any manufacturer or producer of any product in the world is to get on to, um, to be noticed by the Marks and Spencer buyers. Um, Marks and Spencer comes on a regular basis to South Africa every year. And uh, because of our relationships with our neighbors who were very good to us when we we, we, we got onto the farm. Everybody wanted to help in any way that they could. Our neighboring farm, Villera, took us in as a mentor in the viticultural sphere and, and in winemaking. And at, 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 in 2007, Max and Spencer was, was, was coming to the country and we got to know about, about that. And my son made an appointment with them and we sat with them and then told them our story and they tasted the wines and they, they loved what we were doing. I think it is the, novelty of what we are doing the difference and the 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 our ability and their do kind of attitude to go out there and do it and still produce good wine so Max and Spencer's comes every year to South Africa and we meet up with them and then we do tastings and then they add to the quality of of of, of the wine as as they are being blended so it is a very good relationship but on the basis of that relationship, then we were able to approach Woolworths and say that if Max and Spencer's can take our product, <laughs> <laughs> and it took them three years to to uh. to, to agree, but but then ultimately they did, and the wines have been doing very well. But we will be putting another brand on the Woolworths shelves. Uh, we're still negotiating, so it's not something that I can disclose. But we will be in another form uh, in in the Woolworths shelves as, uh, sooner than later. But, but it's wonderful how your neighbours have taken you in. It's wonderful how the Valera family has taken you in and have acted as mentors to you, arriving wet behind the ears without a, mm. the, the faintest clue of, of winemaking. And, and it, it helps to have great neighbours, doesn't it? It helps. It does help. Uh, uh, and it, it, it removes the the belief and the, the 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 sense that South Africans can't work together. We can actually work together. Our but the, experience, Greer, the Greers have taken you in. I mean, Jeff and Simon Greer have, have obviously invented you. 
Yes, yes, they are very great people. Uh, they have taken care of us over the years, and we have grown, and, and we have grown to the point where we are able to, we have been able to meet other people out there and, and establish other relationships. Our wines are now being distributed by uh, Bitvest uh, uh, Food Services, and, and they are taking them on their own consumption uh, throughout South Africa, and that is, that is a, 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 a big part of uh, uh, of the growth that we're experiencing in the past two, two, two years. So we're hoping that in five years' time, we will be further than where we were, you know, certainly three years ago. So. Mamze Rangaka, I've enjoyed your story so much. Thank you for sharing it with us this evening. Tonight's Shapeshifter, she's the Chief Executive and President of Moody Wines on sale at Woolworths, and uh, a big deal with Marks & Spencer as well, which enabled the Woolworths relationship to, to happen. But also part of that story is the great cooperation in that Stellenbosch Valley, the great cooperation um, that we have seen, the, the Greers, uh, Jeff and Simon Greer, taken the Moody winemakers, Rangaka family, under their wing, um, and uh, they have uh, they've really helped they've they've been uh, wonderful neighbors and they have assisted um the, the family to they have assisted the family to to get uh, to get underway and to get uh, to 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 get the the wine production levels uh, underway as well